Welcome to the Bad Books Club. Today we are speed dating our favorite and our least favorite book boyfriends. We're going to spend a few minutes with each man reading a one-star review that mentions them and quickly discussing our thoughts. And as always... Each man gets a Bad Books Club anthem. This format is a little different than our normal episodes, but we wanted to have a little Valentine's Day fun. We are so excited. This was such a fun idea, and we both had a great time just analyzing each man, even even if we didn't like them. So we knew we would fight over who gets who, so we came to a pretty quick conclusion on how this was going to go. We're going to share Resand. That's just... It's just how it is. So that's the only man we're sharing. It ended up being an uneven number. So we were like, okay, we can we can each do a little a little bit on resand. But then for the rest of the men that we have picked, we did a random draw just with one of those spinny wheels online. And it was interesting how it played out. I had some I wasn't excited about, and I think Robin has more that she was excited about than me, but you know I looked out. God's fair. And somehow it'll come back to me. <laughs> So we're just going to go book by book. This isn't going to include every popular book talk, podcast talk, whatever book. This is our favorite book boyfriend. Yeah. These are going to be our favorites. The books that sort of made us who we are today. Give us the will to live. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Up first, this is in no particular order. It was just how my brain spilled it on the page. And we have fourth wing up first and Robin, the lucky dog, has both men. So I'm going to let her take our first two rounds of speed dating. Okay. So my angle on book boyfriends was I wanted to find bad things people said in the one star reviews about everybody, even the characters that we love. So I found a review from Sarah Swanson about Zayden, and it's very short, and it says, and then there's Discount Resand. And I thought that was so funny because I love Zayden Ryerson so much, but ultimately Resand is my shadow daddy. Wait, why are we comparing two men who aren't even in the same world? Is that fair? Don't know. Well, I guess people do say that she has a little uh, copycat syndrome, so I see it, but he's his own man. Yeah, but see, that's what made me love it because it was like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're, they're different. They're like what, like calls to like. They're like what they're different, you know? Okay, so- My angle on my songs for each man was also a love song or like if I was the girl from the story, what would I, what would, what song would I have for my man? So for Zayden, I picked a song by Marshmallow featuring Khalid and it's called Violence. And the lyric I chose, the whole song is pretty good, but the lyric I chose was, I found peace in your violence. And it just like sums up the violence and Mm. Zayden relationship. Yep. So that's a popular book talk one. Yes. And that's where I found it. But like it, it was just perfect. I was like, I can't, I can't mess with this. And so then of course, the next person we have from fourth wing is our good old boy, Dane, which is basically, if we're going to keep comparisons, Mm. the Tamlin of Mm -hmm. the fourth wing, this review made me laugh. So hard. There were so many about Dane, his character choices, but this one was just right up my alley. This is from Eleanor, and they said, Dane can choke. And <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. And then for Dane, I'm like, I don't have a love song for this man. I don't think Violet would also have a love song for this man. My song for Dane is a breakup song. And I wanted to find one that wasn't obvious and it was kind of like poetic. So I literally have a song called Poetry by Dead Men by Sarah Bareilles. And the lyric that I chose for this song is jump from this net with the bridge you burned. I wanted to tell you things, all the secrets I've been keeping. I saw it in front of me, but you just kept disappearing. 
And I thought that was like a really good, not like a bad thing, but it was just the truth of Dane and Violet. So that's fourth wing for you. All right. So up next, we've got our Akatar men. So this is going to be men from the entire series and we do each have some in here. So up first, the man, the myth, the legend, Tammy, Tam, the man, Tamlin. I've got Tamlin. I was, I was, I was torn on this one because I was like, am I excited to talk about this? Am I excited to find a one-star review mentioning Tamlin? I don't know. So our one-star review comes from Faith Trust Pixie Dust. And they say, Tampon, aka the Beast. I don't even care about this guy, TBH. He's a confusing character who just feels like a Kale Rowan merge on steroids. He's violent, obsessive, and abusive, but also sweet, understanding, and caring, because that's not a contradiction. There's a difference between a complex character and a poorly written character, which I don't know if I feel he's poorly written, but everything else hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. He he wants to use mm-hmm. his love for Feyre as a weapon and we hate it. So for Tamlin, I wanted to choose a song that I think he would play to make himself feel. You know, if you're you're sitting at your house and you're alone, like he, he does in his beast form, he's just out there crying. I think he would turn on the song Happier by Ed Sheeran. Oh. And the lyric that I chose... <laughs> says saw you walk inside a bar he said something to make you laugh i saw that your smiles were twice as wide as ours yeah you look happier i'm gonna let you know right now that was the contender for mist and fury and it's now off my list so same brains yeah so tamlin just think about what you did think about what you did that's a good song for him up next we have resand like i said this is in no particular order it's kind of crazy so I'll go first with my resand notes and then Robin will go because this, like I said, is the man we're sharing, if that's weird. <laughs> I found this review in the Mist and Fury reviews from Chai and they say, resand discovers women have a brain and can think for themselves. Literally invented feminism. Oh my God. Woke feminist king. Heart hands. Girly. <laughs> People were reading different <laughs> books than we were. That's for sure. Robin, what was the one star that you found? I also chose a Mist and Fury Resand. I tried to pick reviews from the first time we meet these characters, but Mist and Fury is the one that really gets people heated with Resand. Um, so this is from Bavia, and they say Resand has no personality. It's funny because your review is like, Resand's personality is inventing feminism, but here, <laughs> Resand has no personality at all. Wrong. Wrong. That's my opinion. Wrong. <laughs> So music for Resand, I poured over this one. I have two right here and I'm really torn. I'm going to let you go first just in case. Like, I, I just feel like we share a brain cell, so I'm scared that we have the same one. And I don't want you to have to. So I feel like this song is a little interesting to choose for the Lord of Night, mm-hmm. but I literally picked Daylight by Taylor Swift. Okay. The lyric I chose specifically, the, I think the entire song is quite literally Mist and Fury to Akawar, but the lyric I chose specifically was been sleeping so long in a 20 year dark night because mm-hmm. Feyre is literally 20 when she meets him and she's mm-hmm. dreaming about him in her human life. And like after all of like the cloaks and the daggers and the the mean people in her town and everything, she sees Daylight because she sees Rhysand for the first time. I have goosies. I literally mean. 
So I'm still torn on mine now that you said that. Daylight was not one of my choices. But I think I'm going to go on the same theme as my Tamlin song. And I have here Treat You Better by Shawn Mendes. Tell me why are we wasting time on all your wasted crying when you should be with me instead? That is so resand and Farah. And it's just him as a person. I think he does that for her, for his love, his mate. I think he does that for more and his friends. And he's just a good person in his core. Yeah, That's agree. Sad. <laughs> that was good. Up next, we have another mysterious shadow daddy. And that's Asriel. Okay. This was an interesting deep dive into the reviews of Asriel because I searched every single book about him from Mist and Fury to Silver Flames. And ultimately, I had to get one from Silver Flames because every single book, there is not one bad thing people say about Asriel. And it's weird because I have indifference towards Asriel. Like I'm not like in love with the guy, but people love this man. So my review from Asriel comes from Rudar. And it's still like not even that bad. It just says, Asriel is the only slightly tolerable character. But then I read the bonus scene with him and Elaine and he's gross. So it's not even in the book. It's literally the bonus scene. Very interesting. And I chose a funny song for Asriel. I feel like if you're going to date Asriel, you have to have some sense of humor because he's so mysterious and shy that like making him laugh is a big deal. So the song I chose was Every Breath You Take by The Police. And I have no specific lyric because the entire song is literally every breath you take, every step you take, I'll be watching you. And like thinking about Asriel in the shadows watching everybody, I was like, this is about him. This is about him. That's really funny. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how I feel about Asriel. And I, as the books progress, we're getting more insight into him. And I'm very curious how the next Akatar book is going to be. All right. Up next, we have Lucian. And I was assigned our boy Lucian. So my review comes from Mist and Fury. And... The reviewer is Dead Welsh Kings, and they say, I couldn't bear how the author ripped my poor Lucian to shreds. Oh, baby Lucian, I'm so sorry. He was the only character I really liked since book one, and that abused baby really deserved better. Agree. I just don't think we know enough about him, and his storyline with Elaine is... It's kind of tragic right now because she wants nothing to do with him, but I'm I'm interested in it too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of the whole, like, can you mate with two people? I don't know. Like, uh, it's, I'm interested. Who knows what Lucian's going to do? I think he was a little bit of a hero in Feyre's story, but at the same time, he didn't try hard enough and he suffered under the hand of Tamlin. Like, it was Tamlin syndrome. And he just didn't see his potential and what he should do because of that. So I, the first time I read Lucian, I, I, I think I was the same way. Like I was kind of indifferent where I didn't like know enough about him. Mm-hmm. But the second time reading Lucian, I feel like I know who he is a little more. And I realized like how sad puppy he really yeah, is. I feel bad for him. And I have like a big, huge soft spot in my heart for that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, that was the interesting thing. I couldn't find a lot of slander about him, but my angle on the one star reviews that I found were just anything that mentioned them from the perspective of somebody who hated the book. So my song that I chose for Lucian is I Want to Be Yours by the Arctic Monkeys and the lyric that I feel related, you call the shots, babe, I just want to be yours. And I think that that's very him and Elaine and he wants her primally, basically. He wants her with the deepest need in his soul. But like Resan mentions, 
mating is not always correct. So very interested yeah. if that's going to be the the storyline there. Yeah. And you know, too, the mating bonds that we've seen across all the stories has been a love story and Lucian mm-hmm. and Elaine are the only ones where it's been instantaneous. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also really interesting because you said it's like primal mm-hmm. and like clearly it is, but like why them and not all yeah. the other characters we've met. I think Elaine is so soft that she needs a little something to shake it up. And maybe he'll do it. I don't know. So the last man that we have from the Akatar series is Cassian. And I was lucky enough to be assigned him by the gods. I decided to go to Silver Flames for my review because that's where he's most prominent. Haiti M says, Disliked. My boy Cassian was done dirty. What was the point of his POV? He had no journey of his own. He existed purely as a vehicle for Nesta's healing. His past, his relationships with his family, and his own traumas were not explored in any meaningful way. And now his story is over. We will never get a chance to be with him in his head again. I'm pissed. And I have thoughts here. And I'm going to come to my girl Nesta's defense. I I agree. I wish we could have learned more about him because I think that he's a really interesting character. He's like this brute, for lack of a better word. And he's hard, but he's soft at the same time, you know? But... To say he existed purely as a vehicle for Nesta's healing is not fair to Nesta because this book was Nesta's. This book wasn't Cassian's. This is, it was Nesta's story. So yeah. it, I don't know. But that's really interesting because I think out of all of the SJM universe, Cassian is the only good character. Mm. Like obviously he kills and does all these things, but like, do we even need a POV with all of those details? Because it's very simply laid out for us. He had a bad childhood, but he's like doing the best he can as an honorable male mm-hmm. throughout the stories. Do we need any more than that? Like, why do we have to dive deep into it? There's so many characters that how do you, you know? Yeah, true. Um, so my song for our boy Cass is Afterglow by Taylor Swift. And I have a lot of lyrics here. That's so a good please, one. Please bear with me. Fighting with a true love is boxing with no gloves. Chemistry till it blows up, till there's no us. Why'd I have to break what I love so much? Also, just want to lift you up and not let you go. And this is just him wanting to help Nesta and just not knowing how. And it's also Nesta being so broken that she breaks him. Like, they break each other. And I wrote down in my notes, and I've texted you this many times over the past two days, and I think it's so funny. I'm in Spain without the S. True. She has. But I have goosebumps. And like, that's I just love good, them so much. That's a good so. song. I like how Cassian and Rhysand both got lover album mm. songs. Like, go mm-hmm. us. Same brain cells. Hard men, soft boy. Soft or boys. Or a, Lily, a Lillian Illyrian baby. <laughs> or Illyrian winged baby. <laughs> Our next section is going to be the men of the Throne of Glass series. I'm thrilled. I know you're so excited. First up, we have Kale and Robin. He's all yours. So this is a hot take for all of our listeners, but Kale is like someone I would go to war for. I don't know why. I love that man the way that I do. And I've reread the series and it's just, I think about Kale and my heart skips a beat. I love him. He's just a man. So I... Obviously, Kale's in like a lot of the books, but I thought to myself, why am I not choosing a review from the Kale book, which is Tower of Dawn, where he's arguably his worst slash best self. So this review comes from Ferdy on Tower of Dawn. 
And she says Kale is a self-righteous, hypocritical, angry, moronic, self-involved, cheating, disloyal, hissy fit, throwing fucker. And (laughs) she, I mean, a lot of people hate Kale, but they really were like, Kale can rot. And the song I chose for Kale arguably is the most romantic out of all of the songs that I've- This has been the one thing you've been most excited about, and I'm like on the edge of my seat. And I had two songs that I- really like had a hard time choosing between because the song I chose literally comes I think could be fitting for him and Selena when they're like in that little artrarium they're in what is it called greenhouse I don't know what it's called and then it could also be for Irene like saving Cal Kale and both of the love interests for Kale basically say that he feels like home Mm. and so when I think of Kale I think of warmth and light even though he's mean and you know, infected by the Valg. So my song that I chose for Kale is Kiss Me by Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And the lyric specifically that I chose is I'll be your safety and you'll be my lady. Ugh. I know. I know. And I was like, this song, this song's so romantic that I'm like, I kind of feel like I'm wasting on Kale. But I was like, no, I'm not. Because I love this man. This is like when I was reading Selena and him dancing and singing. I was kicking my feet screaming. And I wasn't over Dorian, which is like everyone's favorite choice for Selena. But like, mm, nope, Kiss Me by Ed Sheeran. Anyone who chooses not to read Tower of Dawn. Wrong. Is wrong. That is probably one of the best books in the whole mass verse. I'm so glad I tandem read it because I think that the end of um, Empire of Storms would have emotionally wrecked me to go into I would have resented him and I think that's probably where that comes from is the resentment of Kale because of how Empire of Storms Mm -hmm. ends but tandem read that baby and you will love the man I was on the edge of my seat like the entire time for both books I didn't want to leave whenever I switched yep up next we have our boy Dorian I wanted to call him Dory our Dory my baby Dory Dory I the gods gave me Dorian. So yeah. I pulled a review from Kingdom of Ash because I just felt like we have been there for the long haul. We know him from being a sweet little boy to like the man he becomes. The one star review that I pulled comes from Yub Yub Commander. <sighs> And they say, I pulled long ones for this one. This is not in my character. I know. We kind of switched. It's kind of funny. I was genuinely bothered by both Adian and Dorian's attitudes in this novel. Dorian spent the majority of the book walking around thinking about how soulless and awful he was and sobbing over Sorsha, but he was fully prepared to use the witches as witches and Manon as he saw fit and kill the spider person because she was bad. I don't care if the character is a villain or not. Dorian killed the spider because it was convenient to his cause, not because she posed a threat. His whole character was so changed and not in a good way from the first few books that I was hoping when we got to the lock, he would actually die. He literally got infected by Valg. What do you mean, Commander Yub Yub? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I genuinely thought Dorian- I, this one might, I might fight this person on this one. <laughs> this will be the first review where I'm like, hold up, let me wind it up because what the heck- <laughs> Coming for you. What do you mean? Yeah, no, it's it's another one of those things where it's that they take the character at such a base level and not consider the events that happened to them to lead up. Just like Bryce, like people like Bryce is mean. I'm like Bryce has trauma. We've talked about this. Dorian was quite literally had a had a parasite, 
and a collar. Anyways, I thought he was, I genuinely thought he was going to die the whole book. Like I thought that, yeah, that I did would too. be the case, but I, did too. I didn't. So yeah, I think maybe that's why I wasn't as attached to Dorian. Cause from day one, I was like, this man's dying. And yeah, so I, like, I really made myself not care. really thought he was going to die, but. The song that I chose for Dorian is Pillow Talk by Zane. It's our paradise and it's our war zone. Pillow Talk, my enemy, my ally, prisoners. And I think that's him and Manon. They're, it's such a weird relationship because it's like they don't want to like each other, but they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wow. That's a good one. I liked it. Gotta go. Got a little smut daddy going on there with Dory, so I feel like that's yeah. a good song. It was, yeah, it was also kind of just like a a very like hot and heavy song, and I think that that's their relationship as well. And yeah. you don't see that coming from Dorian from the beginning. It's Mm-mm. that's not his personality, but he just he becomes infected and then becomes this. It awakens something in him to like become yeah. this. My favorite king. thing about what like people talk about Dorian and like it makes me giggle every time is when they're like he's infected by Valg but he's able to come out of it <laughs> just long enough <laughs> to spit some mad riz at Manon in the field and they're like she was that hot but he's also that good <laughs> and I just like it makes me laugh every time because I never like read it like that I was too busy like stressing out and then when yeah. you look back at it at hindsight you're like wow that's actually really funny <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard yeah, and you just said Manon and I say Manon, and I know that I'm not right, but that's just how my brain it's how my brain goes. So sorry, everybody. It's all right. Up next, Robin's one true love. I might be the biggest Rowan supporter of this duo right here ever. He's I don't love him in the way that I like love Resand or like love Cassian. He just feels like I don't know how to explain it. I just have like an undying love for Rowan. So I wanted to choose a review from Arafire when we first meet him because that's arguably when Rowan is the most foul and everybody, everybody hates him. Me, on the other hand, punch me in the face. I'm here for it. Bite me with your teeth, Rowan. This review comes from Ale and there's really not an elaborate review. It just says, I don't know. I just hate Rowan. Yikes. And this entire review was just that and they got a one star. I guess the whole book got a one star because they hated Rowan so much, which I'm like... I was, I knew Rowan was coming when I was reading Throne of Glass. And so as much as I loved Kale, I was like, give me the white haired elf looking man, please. I was like, this is like my Lord of the Dreams, Lord of the Dreams, Lord of the Rings dreams coming true. I was so excited. So my song for Rowan is a very popular TikTok song for Rowan. It is Power Over Me by Dermot Kennedy. And I said, I don't have a specific lyric as every single line in this song is about Rowan Whitethorn. And it is so true. Like literally the, the, the chorus is, you got this power over me. And he like basically says, I'll come running, just say the name and I'm there. And I think we know from the beginning that Rowan meets Aelin and there is no going back. So that's mm-hmm. my song choice. Yeah, I remember when I read that the first time, you asked me like, do you like Kale or Dorian more? And I'm like, honestly, none of them are going to end up with her. And I, I didn't know Rowan was coming, but I was like, he just, just don't feel right. So yeah, that's how. Yeah. He just, yeah, he was it. And, you know, maybe a brat needs a man to come punch her in the face sometimes. Lord knows I do. <sighs> well, our last man from the Throne of Glass series that we're going to talk about is Lorcan. And I had the pleasure of researching him a little bit. I pulled another review from Kingdom of Ash from Cassie. And Cassie says, And there's also Lorcan, who was the one fake character I liked. 
He was turned into a carbon copy of Rowan. The reason I liked him was because he was a bastard, a bastard that maybe felt something for the human in his care. And there's nothing I love more than an immortal who hates everything, falling for one mortal and damning everything else in their path. So seems like Cassie's redemption for this book was Lorcan, which is very interesting because I feel like a lot of people also hate him because I think that they're right in the fact that he was a little bit of a carbon copy of Rowan and the fact that he was just mean and foul. Which I think is the point. Yeah. Like I think, I think all the, the cadre is like that in their own, like in their own way. They all have, I think that's why Maeve chose them. Yeah. Cause they're all bastards. They, they, yeah. They hate each other. Yeah. You know, anyone that knows me knows that I do not simp over Lorcan. I think I, if I separated his character from his choices, the Elite and Lorcan story is beautiful. I'm like here for it, but that beach and Empire of Storms, you're dead to me and I'll never forgive him. Even after my reread, <laughs> there was no coming back. I think a big point that people struggle with, especially in Kingdom of Ash, is like the 17 points of view that there are. Yeah. And do we need Lorcan? I don't know. Do we need a lead? Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't like her either. The hot take. She was annoying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people really hate how their love story came to its yeah. climax. <laughs> literally ended with a dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Well, the song that I chose for Lorcan is Look After You by The Fray. It's always half and never whole. You've begun to feel like home. But what's mine is yours to leave or take. What's mine is yours to make your own. And then I also wrote down, be my baby, I'll look after you. And I think that that's sort of his relationship with Elide. He came to that conclusion of wanting to protect her, I think, with his magic. Uh, bracing her leg is a big point of that. Like, it's something very small, uh, but something that she appreciated a lot. And I think that's kind of sweet. And it's it's sort of his inner monologue of, like, I'm this tough guy, but I'm going to look after you. I'm going to take care of you, my little human. <laughs> I'm going to respond to that sentence you just said by saying that when I read this book, Lorcan in my mind was the what's what are the dogs? The I showed you a picture of this. The dogs from Oliver and Company, the bad dogs. What are the what are those dogs? Dobermans. In my mind, in my mind, Lorcan looks like a Doberman, like a mean, pointed-eared Doberman. And in Oliver and Company, they like nuzzle up with baby Oliver the cat and it makes me think of Elite and Lorcan every single time because she's so small and he's so big <laughs> and mean well we've got one more book and I think you know what's coming Crescent City or the series the Crescent City series so we have two men we're going to talk about and they are the two and of course Robin has our man Hunt Athelar so I Live and Die by Hunt Athelar. This review, <laughs> I don't think I got very far into the one stars looking for Jess Hunt because this literally made me laugh out loud. And it might, it's making me get a thing better right now. So this review is from Sue Miz. And they say, this is from Earth and Blood. <laughs> Hunt was a typical SJM male lead. He is almost 300 years old, but Umber Mortis, <laughs> but still acts like he needs a good ear twist. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's so funny. I literally was cackling when I was thinking about Big Bad Umber Mortis getting his ear twisted because he's a sucky character. Oh my god, it made me laugh so hard. So I have a plethora of Hunt Athelar songs, but the song I ultimately chose for my man was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. It's another song where I don't have a specific lyric because... 
literally every single lyric in that song is Hunt to Bryce. That man is such a simp for that woman. And like, imagine that you love someone so much that you don't want to sleep because you just want to look at them. That is straight up Hunt Athlon. Yes. <laughs> love Hunt. I'm scared. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, for the people listening in uh, a couple weeks later. Today, we are recording on January 30th, the day that House of Flame and Shadow has released. And we are both you're a little more than a quarter of the way in. I'm about a quarter of the way in and we're scared. Okay. Um, <laughs> our, our last man is Rune and I will take us through the journey of Rune. So this review comes from House of Sky and Breath and Carolina says, no, just no. Rune, I love you. You're the only reason I stuck with this. You're also the only reason I'll read book three. Well, you and your twin resand. And I love oh, that review. Oh, that's good. If, you know, if that's what keeps you coming back, that's fine. I personally did not love Rune the way that other people love Rune, but I also don't dislike Rune. I just, I think that he took, in my opinion, he took a backseat to the Bryson Hunt love story and... I would love to see more of him and Lydia. I just, I didn't particularly grasp on to like, I don't know who you are. I love you. I just don't think I like that narrative, that mystery love. And I think that's why I didn't like Divine Rivals. (laughs) um, We'll get there. But I think, I think that that's kind of why Rune felt like he took a back seat, but I think he's very, very important. And I just love that Carolina says you and your twin resand because even yeah. with the first couple of chapters and in Flame of Shadow, they're like it, it's just mentioned over and over and over again. Resand's twin. This guy looks like Resand. The guy that mm-hmm. looks so much like Resand. And I want more out of Rune. I want to love Rune the way that everybody loves Rune. Um, I think you'll enjoy Rune more on a Crescent City reread because I definitely did. And I I say this, like, to be fair to myself, when I was reading SJM for the first time, I didn't realize what I was getting into. And by the time I hit Akawar, I was like, full, full speed ahead. I had to get through every book. And mm-hmm. I just retained nothing because I was like, yeah. I need to know. And so when I went into Crescent City, I didn't know that it, like L- Hunt was the love interest. I thought it was Rune. So I was really confused the whole time because I was like, wait, he's her brother? Yeah. And I was like, just not expecting that. So I don't think I appreciated him the first time around. The second time around, though, I was like, oh, I love Rune because he's mm-hmm. like a brother to me. I think that that is another point why I didn't grasp onto his love story because I read through the eyes of Bryce so much and I'm like, mm-hmm. yuck, I don't want to read about my brother falling in love. So yeah. Sorry, Rune. Sorry, Rune. But I chose you. I chose a fun song for Rune, and I think you're going one. to kick your feet and giggle because okay. I sure did. So the song is, <laughs> if you know, you know, "Watermelon Sugar" by Harry Styles. <laughs> that is a good song for Rune. You knew three things with absolute certainty. If you know, you know. Those were our boys. Let us know if you need a book girlfriend episode. I will take one for the team and talk about my love for Aelin Galthinius. All <laughs> that you want. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's only fair to do book girlfriends. We don't leave anybody out. There's so many strong female main characters out there that just deserve it. And maybe 
maybe there's a day coming up that we can we can focus on what's what's World Women's Day? Oh, we'll have to look that up because I think there is one. Feminist Month. <laughs> Any day of the week, we'll just make it up. It's fine. We need to talk about our girlies too. Every day of the week is Women's Day. What do you mean? Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> that. You know, we focus on all these book boyfriends because they make us kick our feet. But like the girls, the girls yeah. are the powerful ones yeah. sometimes. So. Let us know of any book boyfriends we need to add to our roster. Share your thoughts with us on TikTok at The Bad Books Club and Instagram at The Bad Books Club Pod. Follow us while you're there and let us know what books and boys we should discuss next. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday for our discussion about dark shores and dark skies. Be good, girlies. Girlies.